Where can the Minnesota Wild improve their play after picking up their first loss of the season? We find out today on Lockdown Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we decompress after the Wild's first loss of the season, 5-2 to two, to the Nashville Predators. Alex Micheletti joins the show, and we dive into some of the areas the Wild can improve upon despite their 4-1 start to the season. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with a decade-plus of experience watching every Minnesota team. Happy to be at the helm for my first full season of Wild coverage with Locked on Wild and happy to have you along for the ride as well. It is a Micheletti Monday, and so that means Alex Micheletti is our guest. Alex, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, another <laughs> exciting weekend of uh, uh, NHL and uh, Wild hockey, and so ready to break it down and... <laughs> We had our first uh, wild loss, so that was that was interesting for sure. Yeah, the uh, the dream of eighty two and zero is dead, but at the same time, you know, I I did a live post game after uh, after the loss, and the theme that I tried to convey was that this is a four and one team, despite playing their best hockey, they have found ways to win games. And I think one of the most concerning trends that we saw really come back to bite the wild for the first time was these slow starts and putting themselves in a 3-0 deficit was just an insurmountable uh, deficit to try to climb out of. And so, you know, for the wilds, I look at this as an opportunity for them to, uh, to really try to hone in on some areas that have held them back a little bit. But at the end of the day, like all hope is not lost. Like this, this team still has an opportunity to be a very good one. It's just a matter of finding ways to improve in some areas that have uh, kind of held them back so far this year. Oh yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Um, Got to figure out the penalty, penalty kill situation that's been biting them in the butt, uh, and got to get Caprisov uh, going. That's that's huge. Um, so <laughs> no goals yet. So. A little concerning, but uh, not not panic mode yet. Uh, obviously, yeah. And let's let's start with Kirill because that's obviously I think the biggest point that people have circled and have looked at so far is no goals for Kaprizov through five games. He does have five assists, but uh, as Brett Marshall pointed out, and I'm going to try to find it here on the fly because it was a uh, a good reminder uh, at the fact that uh, I don't think. Um, he's and actually even better. Uh, Dean Evison with some quotes after the uh, the game against Nashville, uh, courtesy of Jesse Pierce. Uh, Kaprizov, um, in Dean Evison's eyes, on um, writing his play to start the season, and Evison says he just needs to simplify, a hundred percent, just simplify. We know he can get in on a four check and he can finish his check. 
That's what he's got to do first and then worry about the pretty passes and the pretty plays after. Is it as simple as Kaprizov is just trying to do too much here to start the season? I think so. I mean, you saw in that third period too, he was, he was forcing things that shot he, that went flying over the net, uh, uh, you know, where he, tr- he tried to go top corner and just looked like it was just you know too, too much on it. Um, one thing that I thought was really, really interesting was that Dean took Eck off that top line and put Ryan Hartman in there. So yep. that, that was kind of surprising. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that, you know, if that move continues or not to reunite Eck with, uh, with Greenway and Felino because Greenway hasn't done anything yet this season. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with, with Greenway either, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, thought that was interesting that they moved Hartman on that line late in the third, but yeah. Um, you know, Kaprizov, I think maybe just trying to do a little bit too much, um, and just, you know, let, you know, let things flow, you know, and just don't try to overdo it. And is it, is it a, I'm sure it's a situation too of frustration because as we expected coming into the season, he's drawing significantly more attention, um, throughout the course of the game. And we've seen him take some penalties so far this year in which teams try to rough him up a little bit. And so he's, he's dishing it right back. So frustration, trying to do too much. It, it's just, I, I think Dean hit it right on the head is Kaprizov just needs to get back to get back to what he is good at and and just try to kind of take a step back and in some of those situations where he's trying that like otherworldly pass to set up opponents for good opportunities maybe he just takes it himself and just tries to you know put a few more pucks in the net and see if he can get into uh in into to the goal column that way yeah no i i 100% agree and i mean we kind of talked about this going into the season too that um it might be a little bit tougher for him to score, um, you know, playing some of these central division opponents, uh, uh, they're really physical and, uh, not a lot of space out there. Um, and so you definitely saw that against Winnipeg. Um, they were really tough on him, just trying to beat him up. Um, you know, Anaheim, same thing. And so in Nashville, Nashville, you know, has Roman Yossi out yeah. there. It's a really elite defender. And so, you know, they were just drawing coverage over to Kirill all night too. So, I mean, it's going to be tough, uh, but, uh, you know, one way to, to get things going would be on the power play, too. Um, no, he hasn't done that yet either. But, yeah. Uh, that can help, uh, you know, get uh, get get you on a really hot streak, too. For sure. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we're five games into the season. And right. so, you know, a, a five-game goalless streak is a lot at the same time, it's not a whole lot at all. And there's an opportunity for him to go on like a four or five game streak of, you know, a goal every night. Um, It's just a matter of, I think, and I, again, credit to Dean Evason Uh, ever since he has, has come in, it seems like he has the pulse on this team and he knows what, when to push and when to not push. It seems like this team is just, they're, they're just by and large trying too hard. You've got Kaprizov, you know, on his line. And then the other one that I wanted to just mention here briefly in the open is Kevin Fiala continuing to to play well, but not getting a whole lot of help um, by extension from his line mates. And so Kaprizov um, kind of trying to help his line mates out more than more than he's playing himself. And Fiala, it seems like he's doing all the work for his line, uh, at least so far this year. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, it's, he's kind of stuck on that third line right now. Uh, you know, 
not uh, really creative players. Uh, Freddie Goudreau has never been known uh, to be that type of guy. Um, so, you know, again, uh, this, this team lacks center depth. Um, so, um, that, that's, that's a problem. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see Dean switch around lines here, yep. especially on this road trip. I got a tough road trip coming up, uh, here against, uh, you know, Vancouver, Seattle, their building looked rocking last night. Um, you know, even though they lost, um, and Vancouver's playing really well in, uh, Colorado, watch out. Colorado. So. Um, I did want to give a shout out before we move on. Um, the fourth line was great again tonight, yeah. and you know they were the only line that seemed to cohesively show up here tonight. Um, Sturm and Duhame uh, continue to just—you can be kind of mismatched with other teams, but those guys are going to outwork you every night. And Sturm and Duhame both continued to do that. And Nick Bukestad has looked good so far to start the season. And so uh, Dean gave those guys the start in the uh, in the third period just to try to get this team going. But it, it seems like much much like with the Erickson Eck, Greenway, and Felino line last year, it seems like this fourth line is kind of the heartbeat of this team so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you you nailed it. I mean, Nick Bukestad has really looked great with those with those other two. Great chemistry right now, uh, playing hard, forechecking hard, and uh, giving an energy boost to the to the Wild. Um, you know, du- Duhame always brings it too. I, I love yeah. how the the kid kid plays with the mean streak out there, and uh, you know, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, like to see it. You know. Uh, you know, Green Jordan Greenway should watch the fourth line tape and, and see how those guys are playing. Just uh, Greenway just doesn't use the size out there like those like those other guys. Um, no, and so yeah, good for Nick Bukestad to get on the board. Um, you know, you know everybody every line's uh, con- contributing on this wild team. Uh, so that's that's a you know that's a really nice thing to see is the depth that they have. Um, but uh, need the big guns to you know to start scoring too for sure. Yeah, they gotta they gotta pull their weight for this team to kind of get back to the offensive juggernaut we know and love. Uh, tell you what, let's dive into the goalie situation a little bit. Capo Kakinen had his first start of the season. We'll uh, we'll talk about that as we continue our conversation with Alex Micheletti. More to come here on Locked On Wild. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on all of our social media channels. We have content coming out daily throughout the course of the Minnesota Wild season. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti. And 
Goalie-wise, we saw Capo Kakinen get his first start of the season tonight. Gave up five goals. Um, as we were kind of talking about pre-show, Alex, a couple of them not necessarily his faults, as uh, I think the defense needs to get some some of the blame here tonight. But, you know, that, that one that really sticks out to me is uh, he had an opportunity with the glove and uh, just missed. And that is, I think, kind of what we've seen from this goalie situation so far this year is that – you know, they, there have been moments where, where things have looked good, but the the two goalies have yet to really hit their stride uh, so far this season, like they did last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was one of the one of the things too coming into this season was <clears throat> the goaltending going to regress a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you know, I said Cam Talbot was the MVP of the team last year, and they're really going to need the goaltending in this you know central division. Like I said, a lot lot tougher teams. Um, yeah, I don't know what was up with you know, with Capo tonight. Um, they were going up against a guy uh, in Ingram that was making his first NHL start. Yeah, four years old. I mean, and you can't. And Capo's been in the league. Uh, you know, to to lose that battle was was something. Um, I thought. Um, you know, they were coming off a of back to back. You know, it, you know you can't you know can't uh, can't always be an excuse. But uh, yeah, he did let let in a couple softies tonight, which was a little bit concerning. Um, and so, um, you're going to need him though, because Cam can't play every night. Um, right. and, uh, they're going to need Capo for probably 30 games, maybe, or maybe a little bit under that. Um, and so he's got to step up and deliver. He can't have, he can't have games like he, like this one. And then like the nine, nothing game against St. Louis last year. And so, uh, we're really going to need him to, to step up and, and produce. It, it seems like to kind of grind it down to a simplistic view is the defense has started to lose contain uh, right in front of the net. And I know a huge focus in the NHL going into this, this season is the, the back check and, you know, where defensemen were able to kind of do that uh, sneakily and get away with it last year to try to help keep the area in front of the net clean. Um, that's going to get called a penalty this year. And so some of it may be an adjustment for the wild to get used to that. But at the same time, um, you look at the Winnipeg game and you look at tonight's game and awful lot of traffic in front of the nets that has led to some deflections and redirected goals that has been certainly part of the problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Spurgeon, uh, you know, tried to deflected that one right into the guy's stick and then he kind of whacked it in. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, the, the third pairing had a tough night too. Uh, mm-hmm. John Merrill and Kulikov, uh, they 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 had a really 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 tough game, um, and people were concerned about that. Um, so you know, hopefully, hopefully this road trip they can bounce back a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the defense defense was a little bit concerning in front of uh, Capo, and they had a tough tough night on the faceoffs uh, too, uh, which 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 doesn't help at all either. Yeah, um, possession time, uh, penalties as well. Uh, yeah. Rough night for the Wild in the penalty uh, situation as they took six penalties. The Kulikov tripping one was just there, there's no reason for it, and nope. you know Kaprizov took one. Um, I think that was tonight. That was either tonight or... Uh, Lino took a bad one. Uh, yeah. Spurgeon had a bad one, too. Um, I'm just trying to find him here. So uh, Kulikov had the tripping penalty. Spurgeon had a boarding penalty. Duhame had a tripping penalty. Felino had a tripping penalty. Kevin Fiala had a penalty for goalie interference. 
And then uh, Matt Zuccarello had a penalty for interference as well. But like four penalties in that first period, which largely led to the three zero deficit. Like you just that can't happen. No. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. And Ryan Johansson's not really known as a goal scorer. No. He was, uh, he's more of the setup guy, and he was just you know sniping. Uh, I mean, and Roman Yossi was the player uh, on of the game on the ice and he's he's so good for nashville i mean he he does everything for them so yeah that was tough to give them those those power play chances and yeah it's it's a situation too where you know you have to view this in the five game sample size and yes there's i i use the phrase annoyance um with what we've seen so far in a couple of different phases but i think in the goalie, um, in the goaltending frame, um, I I don't know that I'm like panic button right now because, uh, again, four and one could be Chicago who just lost again, um, and just they they show signs of really not being ready for any game that they play. Uh, but at the same time, like we, I think we got so spoiled with what we saw from Cam and Capo last year, there was bound to be a little bit of a regression, but we got to find the difference between reg- like normal regression and concerning trends. And at this point, I think it's just a little bit of regression from both. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't pick it up here as the, uh, the season progresses. No. Yeah. hundred um, percent. You know, it just clearing up that the penalty kill is would, would be huge, huge for this team. And, Give give the goaltenders a little break, um, you know, because you know teams are capitalizing on 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 the power play for them. And you looked at that you know, that Winnipeg game for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's how the Jets, you know, stayed or you know made made that you know almost impossible to get out of. Um, but uh, another <laughs> talking about a crazy comeback. Um, so um, yeah, penalty kill um, is I think is the huge and staying out of the box um, yeah you know is, is the biggest thing uh tell you what let's uh let's look at some of the potential line changes that we could see happening for this wild team this week um as they gear up for their next game on tuesday against vancouver uh final segment with alex micheletti coming up on today's episode of locked on wilds this fall, Built Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Do you know that Built Bar has a great assortment of flavors? They include coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you're not sure where to start, raspberry is a great spot in my book, but you could also go the route of the mixed box, and you'll get two each of those delicious flavors. The best part, though, about Built Bar is they are amazingly healthy, too. Each Built Bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing tasting, amazingly healthy. If you're not sold yet, I don't know what to tell you because there is nothing wrong with Built Bar. So head to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol hanging out on a Micheletti Monday. Alex, we saw the old lines come back 
Uh, we saw some interesting things as well, as we saw at one point um, Kaprizov with Hartman and Zuccarello. Uh, at one point we saw Fiala, Goudreau, Kaprizov, I think. Um, so obviously through five games, I'm not a huge proponent of like making major changes, but um, let's let's look at some potential tweaks that maybe we could make just to try to get a little more juice out of these lines. So obviously... Fourth line is intact because that's the one line you've got right now that seems to be bringing it on a nightly basis, taking advantage of the fact that they've got more skill than the other fourth lines throughout the NHL. So fourth line is set. Do we go back to Erickson Eck, Felino, and Greenway uh, for at least the next couple of games just to try to see if that chemistry can reignite uh, some of this wild offense? Yeah, I think I, I definitely think we'll we'll see that happen at some point on the road trip here. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see Rem, Rem Pitlick get a game too, maybe against Seattle, uh, expansion team, maybe throw him out there uh, for for Victor Rask or, or Greenway because <laughs> Greenway hasn't hasn't done anything. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me at all. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, be interesting to see Hartman go up with uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello too. Yeah, I I was just thinking about that as well, and we saw that um, in the playoffs last year, and Hartman seemed to elevate his play to a level that uh, that he was the best player on that line um, through the back half of the Vegas series. So I, I would be up for seeing Hartman get a chance uh, to see if he can help reignite that chemistry. As for Rem Pitlick, I I would love to see that because. I've said it with Victor Rask. We know what Victor Rask is at this point in his career. And I think it's time to see a guy with a little upside in Ram Pitlick who can be a scoring option opposite of Kevin Fiala. And I'm, I'm fully on board for Fiala Pitlick and, uh, and Goudreau to see if that line can uh, get it going as well. They have an all former uh, Nashville predator uh, line. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Ram's got a little bit more speed than Victor. So um, yeah, that would be nice to interject that line and get get a little bit more skill for Kevin on his line. For, for yeah. my goodness, um, yeah, that would, I would definitely want to see that at some point for sure. Ultimately, I'd like to see Kaprizov, Jewel Eriksonek, and Kevin Fiala, but uh, right. I don't think we're going to see it. Dean Evison wants balance. I can't fault him for that, but at the same time, if nobody is producing, why not give it a shot? Yeah, um, you know. Uh, I know the guy is down in Iowa, but, uh, you know, I think they're really at some point, we're definitely going to see Marco Rossi yep. uh, up here, um, you know, centering a line, uh, cause they could definitely use his skill. I think they're still trying to marinate him a little bit in, into the being a pro, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, once wait till they unleash the kid up, up here, it's going to be, it's going to be fun for sure. Going to be electric. Um, Defensively, are we at the point where we'd like to see Jordy Ben get into the lineup? Um, <laughs> Alex is shaking his head. No, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I thought tonight was the first like really off night for the third line uh, in in Merrill and Kulikov. They had been fine up until um, tonight, and so that's you know I think we give them maybe a little bit more of a pass. But uh, at the same time, got to step it up a little bit. 
Yeah, again, like what, what we were talking about with Ron Pillick, uh, maybe throw Ben out there against Seattle, um, just because they're you know they're struggling as the expansion team. They lost again last night, so yeah. you maybe maybe throw Jordy in uh, for that game and at least get get his feet underneath him um, in a wild uniform. But uh, the guy had a really rough preseason, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want the bad vibes out there yet. Well, and that's like that's the other thing too is there's there are reinforcements there. Um, if the third line starts to struggle, that you can juggle things. And, you know, the other nice part, too, is that the uh, the top four, those guys can minimize the impact that that third line has on the game. Is You know, you, you've got Spurgeon, Brodeen, Dumba, and Goligoski. Uh, tip of the cap to Goligoski. He has looked great so far this season. Yeah, I mean, he ate that puck early in the game too. That was a he took a puck right, 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 right in the midsection to him, and yeah, it looked like he was going to be out. But uh, yeah, he played really good, uh, really well. Um, Jonas Brodin was was great. I mean, it was kind of surprising to see him out there on the power play late. And yeah, with the empty net, uh, I think they kind of wanted a defensive guy to help out out there, a defensive defensive guy um, to help make sure the puck didn't get into an empty net because Nashville definitely had some chances to, to get one. Uh, they right. just, they, they couldn't capitalize. So. He, he made the play of the weekend on that two on one that, uh, that Bukestad was trying to uh, break up and Brodine just sprints down the ice and uh, is able to, uh, to break it up without a shot attempt. Um, so that was, you know, the highlight of the weekend and Jonas Brodine does this almost every night. <laughs> and so like definitely highlight of the weekend was him getting back and being able to, uh, to break up that two on one opportunity. So, like I said, those top four guys, they, they do the the workman-like effort on a nightly basis. And so you're not being asked to see the third line a ton. Um, and so off nights are going to happen for those guys. And um, hopefully they are able to bounce back because uh, Vancouver is going to be tough. But again, I think the Wild have a good opportunity to uh, to come away with the win. And so hopefully... As I said, hopefully they can uh, they can just tighten things up a little bit, tweak the lines slightly, and if there's anybody that's going to be able to get this team back and ready to play on Tuesday, it's Dean Evison. Yes, yeah, I mean, uh, great coach. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be uh, the team. Uh, you know, no, they are for probably going to be bag skated a little bit, but. Uh, um, you know, much, much deserved, uh, with the way they played tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's a great thing about this league is, uh, you know, forget about this one and move on and, uh, you know, get, get things rolling on the, on the road again and, you know, keep building a little team chemistry on, out on the road. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for this week for sure. A, uh, a one and one weekend for the wild. They're now four and one on the season and, you know, some areas for improvement as we keyed in on here uh, in today's episode, we'll check back on these throughout the week. We'll see if we can come up with some, you know, legitimate solutions, uh, to these things if problems persist, but at the end of the day, an opportunity for the wild to get back in the wind column against Vancouver. And that's all you can ask for at this point. Uh, to start off the season. Alex, any final thoughts before we uh, call it an episode here today? Yeah, I uh, like I tweeted out earlier, um, Minnesota Wild fans, least least you're not a Chicago Blackhawk fan right now. Uh, whole five and one. Uh, and they were at home and their shutout streak ended um, of, of selling all the fans. So the fans are frustrated. Um, Patrick Kane has COVID. So, I mean, it's just... 
<laughs> it couldn't be worse to, to be a Blackhawk fan. So, uh, Wild fans, we have we're, we have a good thing going here. Don't panic. Only only one loss. So let's keep it going uh, um, on the road here, and uh, yeah, hopefully you get a couple W's uh, throughout the week. On to Vancouver, and that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Now that you're finished. Head to Locked On NHL to get the full lowdown of a full weekend of NHL hockey uh, to uh, get recaps and uh, everything you need to know about your favorite hockey teams and the entire league. Uh, Everything going on in the NHL. Uh, Make sure to follow Locked On Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube because we have unique content on every single one of them. So make sure to stay up to date on all of the Minnesota wild hockey content you need and make sure to stay up to date on all of the latest episodes as part of the locked on podcast network, new episodes every Monday through Friday here on locked on wilds.